Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Beast Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Hello there. I feel like we're Hello. Having, I feel like we're having a rave, and based on Big Kev's Instagram feed, it looks like he's having a rave also. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I hope everyone. Is, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Kev's joining us in the Instagram room from Cloverfield. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, that's my tribute to you, PK. Thank you. I hope uh, everyone is having a lovely. Evening uh, at the beginning of this September post Labor Day. I am I, 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 a recovered evening. I have my uh, my wits about me. Oh, good. Because we we we, uh, we celebrated the Burning Man thing on Saturday. Yes, not yes. at Burning Man. Not at Burning Man. But uh, what one of the the gracious burners out there does is they put up a uh, a camera and they, they actually set, like put up like a tower. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It almost looked like there was some sort of truck or van set up with the, one of those big like. Climbable tower dealies, fire, and uh, with a camera on top of it, and this thing is capable of moving all around. And they uh, they had it on a steady spin around the whole playa, and the, the scope of that thing, I, I always knew it was huge, but right. that really kind of opened that up uh, that whole world up. So we got some uh, some burner friends together, watched the man burn on Saturday night, and uh, kind of by proxy uh, celebrated with all our friends. Uh, a lot of friends out there this year, nice. a lot of friends out there this year. So maybe next year, maybe next year. Uh, I'll be there. This is the year? Maybe. We'll see what happens. I, Gotta uh, talk the wife into it, but we'll see. I tried going to the uh, New York Renaissance Festival. Yes. You, you would have sweat less yesterday. at Burning Man. <laughs> and um, I was there probably about two hours before the heat stroke set in. Oof. Uh, no bueno. Uh, completely dizzy, uh, you know, lightheaded. I had to sit down. We lasted maybe another hour and a half past that, um, and then we had to go. It was... It was it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal yesterday up there. Uh, well, it's the well, surely at Day seven or eight dollars a bottle, you could have gotten some water. <laughs> well, you know what? And uh, I mean, as a true testament to just how bad it was, I had not a drop of alcohol because it was so bad. I was concerned that the alcohol. Was just oh yeah, no, you, you would have given yourself a problem. Probably. Um, and uh, you know, I had some water. We actually went back to the car and cranked the AC to lunch at one point to right. try to just get a break from it, but. That there's just there was not no enough hiding. shade and there's just, it was no it was, hiding. Yeah, it, it was, was oppressive, and they've they've eliminated a lot of the shade up there, yeah. which is a, a bit of a problem. Um, and uh, yeah, we we almost joined you guys up there, but yeah. the missus woke up not feeling great, right. so we decided to hold off on it. And uh, and then we hit, we hit a moment where we're like, well, maybe we'll give it a shot, right? And uh, we poked our heads out out the door outside of the AC and melted, it melted, yeah. And we, we were able to. Uh, crawl slash drip back into the house right. and, and re-solidify in the AC and then make the decision, no, we're not, no, not, not going to do this. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible when we first got up there, but it just progressively yeah. got worse until that was the point. A, that was a rough day. Yeah, was, a lot of folks went down up there, apparently, from what I'm hearing from yeah, behind-the-scenes friends. there was It was a busy day for the uh, rescue folks. Yeah. And, went down, and, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and the fair was busy. I mean, we went. I went and visited our good friend Steve over at his Pin Pavilion. Yes, yes. And uh, you know, I, I got to hang 
hang out with him for a spell, and it was busy. I mean, he was doing quite well. He was, he was. I had to make me a pin, and nice. you know, I had to get in the queue. He was oh. hammering at a bunch, so it was very it nice. Was good. That's was good for him. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes. So that was uh, that was our weekend in a nutshell. Oh. Oh, was was that you guys' exciting week? That was oh. that was our exciting uh, exciting weekend. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, you 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 shared your week a bit more than we did, I think, on social media. I was going so, to save your story. So um, here's what I found out. Uh huh. Some people think uh huh that that wasn't my car. Some people think that I took a picture of an accident that I passed. And was just making a humorous comment about it. Ah. Nope. <laughs> that was mine. Yes. Mm. I, technically, it's still mine. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, last week, um, during the torrential uh, rains here on the island of Kauai, as a result of the, uh, the um, hurricane not hitting this island, we just got a bunch of torrential rain. At about 1 in the morning... During the heaviest rain that I have ever experienced in my life, I was uh, finishing up my work day and on my way to a local tavern that I frequent, um, I uh, I could see that the upcoming light was green and I was proceeding. I was doing about 40, 45 miles per hour, which was actually not speeding. Um, those who know me will be surprised perhaps by that, uh, but I was not speeding. And, um, just then, right as I approached the intersection, a pig, yes, a pig, not a policeman, but an actual wild pig ran from right to left in front of me. And I swerved the Jeep. Uh, to the right to avoid hitting the pig, and I hit the signal pole instead. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's how the story goes. Right. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, I was just going to say, you know, I, I, I obviously I hit the pole. Um, I didn't hit with the front of the Jeep, which is, which is why I think there are no questions about what happened. Um, because I literally turned the tire into and that's where the impact spot is right where the tire etc yeah is. you can see it's off center it's not like yeah, yeah. it's not like yeah it's, yeah it's not the grill at all that might have been if i had turned it a little more harshly the result might have been quite different right this might be uh oh geez geek stuff yeah. <laughs> at this point. so um yeah but i was yes so i'm pretty banged up uh i have two but probably three cracked ribs. Uh, I have a right knee that's pretty well beat up. I mean, it bears weight and all that. This would be considered sort of a, a meaty wound rather than a joint or bone wound. It would be considered soft tissue. Soft tissue. Mm. Yes, thank you. I forgot your expertise in the uh, insurance field. That's right. Um, as well as uh, my the entirety of my torso is a patchwork of hideous color and pain. Ouch. Uh, my right shoulder is a little sore. My neck's a little sore. I can't. Uh, there's still some movements a week later that I can't do, which isn't really a surprise. Um, so, yeah. that's uh, That was that was my week. So, in order to mm. commemorate your, your fantastic display... Oh boy! Driving abilities. We're going to call this episode "Big Kev's Geek Stuff," episode five hundred and eleven, "Making Bacon." So that is <laughs> saving, <laughs> saving bacon. <laughs> so that is the name of uh, of tonight's episode. I think with that though, mm, maybe we can bacon. roll into some. Uh, I know, right? I kind of want. We can pig. roll into what? <laughs> we can roll into a pig uh, or the news. Your or choice, Big Kev. <laughs> That's right, or a poll. Um, why don't we kick off with a story from uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Some set spoilers popped up on the interwebs this past week. Um, and uh, they featured none other than one Nicol- Nicholas Fury on uh-huh. the set of uh, Spider-Man and Far Maria From Hill. Home. And Maria Hill. So um, to absolutely no one's surprise, of course, this means that Thanos is big. 
snap was was, was, we, was we not know permanent. that going in. <laughs> well, I know that. However, this where this lands in the course of the the timeline that we are involved in right now could right. be. I mean, they, they it could be prior to them fizzling away. It in, could in the be post credit so, sequence. It could be. It isn't. So what they have established at this point is uh, Ant-Man was the last thing that took place either before or concurrently, unless you count Captain Marvel's origin film, which obviously will take place before. Right. Right. Everything that has happened before or during has now happened. And I think they're being very firm established with this because there is now uh, uh, in what's the word in something, something where you can't argue. I can't remember the word. Controversial. Um, in, in reputable in something, there is absolute proof that time travel, uh, will occur in, uh, Avengers four. Oh God. Yeah. Or as some people are calling it, I read an article today where they called it iron man 21. Yeah. <laughs> So, which I thought was really funny, um, uh, where uh, where time travel is obviously going to come into play here, and um, that's how they're going to defeat Thanos, up to and including bouncing back to the first Avengers movie, right. um, and other places as well. So apparently, time travel is going to be very important in Infinity, uh, Infinity War 2 or Infinity Gauntlet, which I heard now may be what the uh, title is. I heard the subtitle um, is uh, Be Kind, Please Rewind. So <laughs> I also heard Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So who knows? It could be anything. So there you go. I mean, look, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man because um, I happen to like Tom Holland in the oh, role. Spectacular. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to most of the future of the MCU. So, you know. It's it's good to, that we're starting to get some of those nuggets of information out there, little little drips little, and little drabs. tastes of what's to yeah, come. Yeah, little, little did, bits. Did, did they not land uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal for Mysterio yet? I thought that was a done deal. No, it looks like it's. I thought it was a done deal too, but at least according to this article, it, it says uh, uh, that he still remains in talks for the role. Mm. So uh, we'll see where that uh, where that lands. I, I hope to get a Mysterio in the film. I still say that outside of Craven, he's probably one of the most logical ones for them to try to tackle right. on film. So uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. Well, if they don't get Jake Gyllenhaal, they can always hit up Toby Maguire. There you go. Oh there you go. Could you imagine <laughs> that would be funny? That would be amazing. <laughs> um, that yeah. There's 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 room to play there. Uh, this next, this next news story may or may not excite PK. I don't, I don't know where this falls on his, on his spectrum of, uh, of news stories. Eh, I mean, I, I, okay. I'm a diehard fan. You're, you're a big diehard. I, I, but I'm a diehard fan. The original diehard, of course, is above and beyond the the greatest film. And, uh, and I don't care what Bruce Willis says. It's a Christmas movie. It's my Christmas. It's a Christmas movie for me. That's all. I mean, that's all that really counts. So it doesn't matter. Not all that counts for anybody. That's all that counts for me. Right. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, they're talking about uh, another diehard film. Calling this one McLean. And it sounds <laughs> yeah. like it's going to be split between sort of like an origin story and a not origin story. Right. It's uh, There's a bit of a diehard year one feel to this, uh, which is something that's been going around for a while. And there actually was a diehard year one comic book. Oh, really? Which uh, I had entirely forgotten about. And I had also entirely forgotten about the fact that I picked up an issue or two of it. Oh, maybe geez. even the full run. I don't know. But I, I randomly discovered the when I was doing a cleanup and going through uh, one of my oh, wow. white boxes. And all of a sudden I see Die Hard Year One sitting in there. I go, when the fuck did I buy this? And it was it was written by Howard Chaikin. So yeah. I mean, it's got some pedigree behind I, it. I still have yet to read it. But I, I apparently own it. And uh, I don't know. I wonder if that's any kind of basis for where they're going with with any of this. But I mean, it, it's cool. I have not seen the last two Die Hard films. I, I the most the most recent one was with him and his son, I think, out in Russia or something. Oh gosh! And then there was uh, oh, I'm trying to think. The, uh, the last one I saw was the one with Timothy Oliphant. That's okay. uh, Live Free, Live Free or Die Hard. Right. That's the last one I saw, and I think there were two more since that one that I have yet to catch. Die Hard with a retirement plan. Yeah. So I mean. 
I still I like, trying to die I like hard. Bruce Willis. Yeah. I like him. I uh, like Bruce Willis, so I got to uh, be I, I like the character of John McClane. I, I, do I think he's silly? Do I think he's kind of goofy with where it's gone over the years? Certainly, but it's, I mean, they're goofy, fun popcorn flicks, I, and uh, the first three are certainly entertaining as hell. I like John McClane because he kind of was, uh, he was sort of an everyman's hero. Exactly. He wasn't a Schwarzenegger or a Stallone. He was the first you know, of the was, 80s yeah. uh, action, like, superheroes that was fallible and, right. and bled and hurt and, and feared for his own mortality. You know, it was it was a really welcome change uh, when that came around in '88. So uh, you know, it got rid of the, it got rid of this whole like invincible Rambo, uh, <laughs> right. you know, Dutch you know Superman muscle mayhem, uh, and made him a little bit more real. Uh, you know, as as real as the first as real as, yeah, as real as the first Die Hard is. But um, but yes, yeah, in the realm of action films, more real than some of the others. But uh, but I'm intrigued. And uh, oh, it actually says it in the article here too. McLean's early years were the focus of a Boom Studios comic book series. Yep, in 2009, 2009 and 2010. 2010. A long uh, time yeah. ago, in a galaxy far, far away. That feels like an eternity ago. It does. Um, but yeah, I yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Henry Cable, the man who, uh, you know, he just doesn't want to give up on series just in case anything else he has, mm. you know, dies in a fire, um, has been cast <laughs> as, uh, as the lead in the upcoming Netflix series, The Witcher as Geralt. Is it a, is it a soft G or is it a hard G? I think it's Geralt. Geralt. I think it's Geralt. Geralt, Geralt, Geralt or Geralt okay. of, uh, of, uh, Rivia. Of Rivia. Rivia. Um, I'm not overly familiar with the witcher series i've never played it um but looks I've, nice I've, though yeah i mean i i've seen a bunch of gameplay videos um i i you know i've i kind of have a general idea of what the game is about um so is it, this is a straight up game or is it a game based on a property or? yeah it's based on novels by andres safuski ah there it is okay so there you go now wasn't vin diesel tied to something with the witcher or has he done something with the witcher Maybe at one point in time he or, was tied to it, or is am I? It, was it just a did, entirely different did, witch hunting movie that was did fairly he recent? Play uh, uh, in the Twitch version, <laughs> play it on Twitch or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, it's possible. I don't. I feel like this has been in development for a while, um, but yeah, uh, apparently the the se- oh. the television series originally was adapted already once in Poland. So oh, okay. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Um, yeah, you're striking something with me there, uh, PK. There's yeah, some, there is some sort of witch movie he Vin was involved Diesel in. Diesel witch thing. Didn't it already? Did it already occur? Yeah, or has it, it not it, occurred it yet. It came out and went, and I think that's. It may not be any. It may not be. Witch I don't think involved. this was. I don't think this was. That was this. But, but was yeah, there was some involving Vin witches. Diesel witches thing. Yeah. Oh, he was in Witch Hunter. Okay. Well. Yep. All right. That's all. Well, there you go. So, so there's, so there's that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, uh, I like Henry Cable. I don't have a problem with Henry Cable. So, no, oh, yeah. Um, solid performer. Yeah. Um, wild, wildly underrated film. Uh, with uh, the Man from Uncle showed his uh, showed his Bond like action chops in there. Even though he was he played the American. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Just, I really I'm just glad he's branching out as all about him in the Mission Impossible. Uh, but he's apparently fantastic in that, yeah. And oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I mean, the iconic move of the reloading the biceps that uh, was in the trailers, <laughs> yes. and 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 that became so swiftly iconic that every interview he did, they're like, "Oh yeah, do do the do the do the reload. Come on, do the reload." <laughs> Everybody made him do the bicep reload before going into fight. So uh, yeah, he's. Uh, He's doing all right. Yeah, so good for him. I mean, Netflix is certainly a good home to be. Um, they continue to put out some great product and develop some great series. It's not in the news um, on the prep sheet, at least. But I saw that they released a new uh, poster for Castlevania Season 2, ah, okay. um, which I guess is coming sometime soon. I loved Season 1 um, of the animated show, so Beautiful I'm, I'm pretty show. excited for Season 2. Yeah. Um, this is this, these next two, I guess, are in Big Kev's wheelhouse because he is a fan. Uh, yep. Both Alan Tudyk and Brendan Fraser have signed on to appear in the DC Universe live action series Doom Patrol. Alan Tudyk is going to be playing the supervillain Mr. Nobody, and Brendan Fraser character. is going to be voicing uh, Cliff Steele, aka Robot Man. Who technically is the, I mean, is the lead 
of Doom Patrol. I mean, he is the thread that runs throughout all the, you know, sort of incarnations of Doom Patrol. Right. He's the only one that's kind of stick- like he's even he's he's yeah. one of the only ones that's in that newest crappy version. Right. Yeah. And and uh, what I can say, I have I have to say kudos to Warner and DC. And and that's right. Write the date down because you might not never hear that again. But kudos to them for getting a guy like Brandon Frazier, who's been out of the game for a while now, but is a really terrific performer. And kudos for that. I mean, clearly he's not. I mean, clearly Robot Man is going to be CGI. He has to be. Right. Right. Well, um, right. Which is why he's slated as being the voice of right. providing the voice. Right. I mean, so. But good for them from uh, for going to a guy like Brandon Frazier. Like who? Who's picking that? Who's picking Brendan Fraser out of, uh, uh, you know, of all the possibilities of people that you could get? Um, the fact that they've gone with a, a, a Brendan Fraser, I think really it, it's kudos to them. I mean, it's really a, a, I think it's a solid move. I've always thought he was a great performer. It was practically uh, not practically, but pr- probably underestimated with regards to. His abilities because of some of the choices that he made, like uh, uh, the one where he was the Neanderthal. Was that what was uh, that one called? Encino Man. Encino Man. Oh, I love Encino Man. George of the Jungle, and you know there was some goofy shit that he did in there. But he also did films like School Ties. Oh yeah, and sure. Gods um, and Monsters. Uh, uh, the, yeah, right. The and one? there's uh, there's another one too that I I just can't remember off the top of my head. But there's another really serious one that he did um, uh, about uh, guys in college. Joe Pesci was in it as a homeless guy. I can't remember oh, the name of that. Uh, oh, with, with honors. With, with honors. honors yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was actually an amazing performance on his part. Great I film, thought yeah. so. Here's a guy I think who's woefully underestimated by the industry. He's been out of it for a while. He had some really terrific cameo or something in a in a TV series recently that I just read about that was really amazing. And you know, and good for him. And now he's landed this. I think more Brendan Fraser is a good yeah. thing. He was out of the game for a while for uh, for personal reasons as well. I think I think he has his own sort demons. of me, uh, yeah, demons, and yeah. and I think he has some form of his own Me Too story, much like Terry Crews. Uh, and that kept him out of out of the mix, and uh, uh, it's good to see him him back. He's he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet too. I had the pleasure of catching up with him in the old, in the old gig, and uh, what a supremely supremely just nice regular dude. Like he strikes yeah, me I, as just I being actually bad. really really went sweet. To, uh, oh, sorry, OG, go ahead. No, no, I was I was just saying he strikes me as just being a nice guy. I actually had the opportunity. Uh, speaking of with honors, uh, OG might remember I was doing all those press junkets back then, and that was one of the ones that I went to, and I got to hang out with him uh, for quite a while, just he and I in, a, in an interview room just shooting the shit, and he was really awesome. He and It was him, Patrick Dempsey, and Moira, oh, wow. whatever her name is. Moira Kelly? I was forgetting. No, it's like Moira McTaggart. No, not McTaggart. <laughs> not the, not the fictional character uh, Moira McTaggart. I can't remember her name now, but the the girl who was in that flick with them, Moira Les. Um, what's that? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Um. So uh. Yeah. So that was a great opportunity. So yeah. I I will second the notion that PK has put forward regarding his uh uh goodness as a human being. All right. Well, hip hip huzzah. Um. Let's move forward then to uh, why we picked the song we did, or why PK. PK gets all the music credit on this show. Ah. Uh, why PK picked the song he did to open up the show. Um, Black Panther's Quest, which is a new uh, animated series coming to Disney XD. Uh, Marvel has released the first trailer for the spin-off cartoon series revolving around the popular hero. Um, it's going to premiere on September 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On XD, um, you know, and it's going to feature, uh, you know, Black Panther both in Wakanda and without and fighting, you know, uh, a plethora of villains and with God knows what superheroes by his side on occasion. And um, the way this reads, it, it it kind of reads like it's part of canon, but not really. Yeah, it seems like it's its own. It's it's a Disney XD 
verse sort of thing. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Don't, I don't know that the, the repercussions of this will carry into anything else that we'll see in the in the MCU. No, I don't think anything is part of the MCU that's that's animated. No, I that understand that. But, but just reading the description, right? It says, bah, 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 uh, will depict his struggle to balance his responsibilities to his homeland and his newfound duties as a member of the Avengers, which he's probably the newest member of the Avengers. The tension between protecting his people and using his powers for global good, which is where the first Black Panther movie ended off. Right. So I, I kind of feel like they're going to use... The setting and some of the story for the first movie as a springboard right. for the series. It's kind of its own jumping off but point. But it'll be for its own thing. An original yeah. path. For an original, correct. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the impression that I get. It looks like they're using all of the groundwork that they already laid in the film and just taking it from there. So, I mean, look, Disney XD puts out some pretty solid programming. So I'm yeah. not. Uh, you know, I'm not opposed to a Black Panther series. I was a fan of the film I'm franchise. A, I'm opposed to everything they do until they bring back Tron Uprising. But, well, I mean, I, I have your back on that one. I have your back which, on that which one. Which is never going to happen. I Sorry. guess this is good. This, this is fine, too. It's just fine. 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 Look, put Black Panther. Look, I could easily see light cycles being developed in Wakanda. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. That's I'm all I'm right. saying. <laughs> this is a Tron prequel. <laughs> Avengers' Black Panther quest is a Tron. It even sounds like it could take place in the grid. Black Panther quest. We have perfected the grid. <laughs> wow, that was good. Thank you. Kudos to you. All right. Let's, uh, let's Get move this forward. man a light cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. See, you guys got it. All right. Uh, Jennifer Esposito is uh, is been tapped to join the cast of Amazon series and adaptation of The Boys. Um, she is going to be playing. Um, doo, doo, doo. Oh, does it say who she's? Oh, she's going to be playing. Rainer. Yeah, uh, CI agent Susan L. Rayner. Um, I liked Jennifer Esposito on NCIS when I was still watching that show. Um, you know, she's a fine actress. I don't remember the character of Susan Rayner from the comic, to to be quite honest. With I haven't. I have not gotten at anyone with that name yet, so I don't know. It's a, it's 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 kind of, it's a slow going read for me for some reason. Yeah, I, I'm not, it's not grabbing me like uh, like preach. I love it, but it's not. It's uh, it hasn't grabbed me like Garth's other uh, other works. So. Uh... I'll let you know if I catch her before <laughs> when the show comes around. Uh, the character is described. Rainer is a woman who shares a complicated dynamic with Billy Butcher. Susan and Billy hate each other, but they also have a destructive sexual relationship as well. Oh, In course. theory, Susan has authority over Billy and his team, but the boys ultimately answer to no one but themselves. So wait, I may have met Susan Rainer. Okay. I mean, it sounds like someone who was introduced early on, but yeah. I just don't remember her. Uh, I mean, the character seems familiar to me. Yeah. The name doesn't ring a bell, but that, that character dynamic does. I think I have met her, though she may not be named the same as the show. Oh, maybe. That, that's in, that is entirely possible. Mm. Um, in, the, in the story that was up and down within a matter of a day, I think, <laughs> um, we got word that Alec Baldwin was going to portray the role of Thomas Wayne in the upcoming Joaquin Phoenix Joker film. And then less than a day later, uh, it was reported that he had dropped out of the film. But according to Alec Baldwin, uh, oh, no, yeah, no, he said, I'm no longer doing the movie. I'm sorry. I misread his tweet. So, um, yeah, I, I am no longer doing that movie. I'm sure there are 25 guys who can play the part. When I first read that they had tapped Baldwin to play the role, I actually wasn't opposed to the idea of him no. playing Thomas Wayne. Nope. I was kind of okay with that. I was like, that's actually yep. pretty good casting. I mean... I mean, to me, I still think that Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh, God, yeah. could play Thomas Wayne, um, especially if they're going to kind of make this an Elseworlds story where Thomas Wayne is actually Batman and not do uh, Bruce touch Wayne. Touch on some Flashpoint action there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wonder who they're going to uh, – I wonder who they're going to go with. The fact that they're using Thomas Wayne I think is uh, – it, I think it's interesting um, I think it makes sense and it explains how this will fit in as an Elseworlds story. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to follow and see where it goes. I continue to say I'm okay with Joaquin Phoenix playing the role of the Joker. So. Everything lining up on that so far sounds, at, at the very least, intriguing. There, there's there's nothing that's come out of this so far. I'm like, yeesh. Right. Uh, so, yeah. We're a year and change away from that one. 
bopping quickly back to uh, the Disney Channel, uh, Star Wars Resistance got its first look trailer, poster, and behind-the-scenes video. Which, you may, if you remember, they did this for Rebels too, right before yep. Rebels debuted, um, and it was all within like two or three days of each other. Um, I watched the trailer. Oof! It 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 didn't grab me. Yeah. No, it, not it even a little. Um, the animation style is is not. It's not doing it for me. It it's seems, gonna take some getting used to, definitely. Uh, uh, on this it's end. cheap. Yeah, it. I. I don't know. It. It. I don't know that I would say it's cheap, but it, how about it? It feels to me. It feels generic. Yeah, yeah. In it, in it, the sense that they really wanted to get this out as soon as possible, and in order to do that, they took the road less traveled, the easier, cheaper route to get it done. That's the way it looks to me. It looks rushed. I mean, it, it could just be a stylistic feels, choice too, for simplicity's sake. But I, I think I'm more, I more I tend mean, to lean to agree point, with there's you. There's an there's a precedent established. Yeah. You know, you have Clone Wars for how many seasons? You have Rebels for how many seasons? Yeah, but you, you know, I'm not saying that they can't deviate from that formula. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is. Man, you have an established precedent. If you want to go back to 2D animation, that's cool, but it better be exceptional 2D animation. Well, or, or at least has isn't. to be. It at least has to be really unique or really different. Like the original Clone Wars animated series. Yeah, like Tartakovsky, right? Yeah. Not, right. That was like no one complained. I mean, maybe you didn't like it, but no one really complained when they made the jump from that to Clone Wars. I don't think there was a lot of complaints. There, was there? there were complaints, but it, it wasn't – once Clone Wars got off the ground, I right. think people were kind of like, well, okay, yeah. I, at least this, you know, we like the story and we'll get used to this. You know? And the, the at the very least, it carried over stylistically and, and 3 d uh, a lot of the designs that Tartofsky created. So, there, so it had that going for it, I think, which was helpful. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there, there were complaints. I remember complaints, okay. but it wasn't a shitstorm. Yeah. Like just... uh, it, now, now if, if the Tartofsky show were this now in 2018 yeah. and the Tartofsky show dropped and then, and then Clone Wars dropped the style change now in 2018, uh, yeah. It well, would the, be, the universe it, would have come to an end. It, it would have been, yeah. uh, you know, we'd still <laughs> oh, be yeah. hearing about it. Absolutely. So I, I think it had the benefit of. Uh, the time that that came out, I don't believe there was even a Twitter at that point, was there? Uh, yeah, maybe. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I mean, no, even the there wasn't. Even yeah. the animation style aside, right? Even if I was able to get past that part of it, um, I don't know. Like it just, the trailer just didn't. The trailer didn't grab me. There was nothing about it that that pulled me yeah. in. This what this did for me, and what what this established for me was I. I will watch this to see it take off and and see where it goes, but I'm not. I it doesn't. The trailer didn't do for me where like uh, the, put into into my mind. I have to watch this. I have to. I need to see what this is going to be, and I, and I'm, I'm not excited for it. I'm watching it out of <laughs> obligation, I guess, right. <laughs> and, and kicking it off. And we'll and see. We'll see if it if I if it can retain uh, my attention. I like a lot of the voice actors that they've chosen to play a lot of the roles. Um, I think personally, for me, also. I don't know that I need a deep dive into Poe Dameron right now. No? Like I in, in my life. No, no, I, I mean I like the character. I like the character, but I kind of want to see his story. I kind of want to see the trajectory of his story in the films first. Okay. Before I go and start to explore like time before the films. Right. Right. And there's I, a lot with. I mean, there's a comic series with him now there too. Is, and I didn't read that either for yeah. the same reason. Like, I like the character. I want to see Oscar flesh him out but, first. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm with you. I want to see that, and I know Oscar Isaac is providing the voice for Poe, so it's still going to be him as Poe. Right. But I, I don't. I don't know that I. I. It's just not. It's just not doing. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I like the voice actors. I'm a Star Wars fan, obviously. So I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm just, it's not grabbing me at first go. Like when Rebels debuted, the first trailer for Rebels, I was like, boom. Who is, who are all, what, who? Yeah. Why, where? I wanted to know it all. And Rebels, I think, was the first one. I, I think Rebels excited me, even though it took me forever to get on board with it. When I first caught glimpses of that and, and understood the dynamic, what attracted me to that was it, the Rebels was the closest thing I've seen to a Star Wars role playing game campaign <laughs> yes. crew. 
and, and their ongoing <laughs> yes. adventures. So I, I loved it. When I finally got to sit down and go through and, and watch Rebels, I, that dynamic held, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. I don't get that from this one, and I, and I didn't get that from Clone Wars, so it's, that, that might be part of my, uh, my holdup. Yeah, I, I, I concur. Um, let's do, um, let's do like maybe one more news story. Then we'll take a break. We'll polish up the news in segment two and have okay. a little bit of product. Does that work for you guys? Oh. That works for me. All right. Um, so next up, um, and this is going to be a quick hit. So that's why it works to go out with Mr. Robot is going to be ending with season four instead of an eight season, uh, eight episode season. It's going to be a 12 episode season. It's going to debut next year. Um, and uh, I am okay with this. I still, I still really like Mister Robot. Yeah, I like the story that they're telling. But you want to go out on top. But last season, it already was starting to feel, for me at least, it was already starting to feel a little like, uh oh, mm. you know, like it was just on the, the the quirky episodes and the episodes that were really deep dives into the mind of Elliot, which is really where that show thrives, right? Um. Those episodes stood out and were brilliant. I mean, the one episode that was one single shot, the entire episode of him talking to himself on the elevator, like that episode was amazing. The episode that took place in his mind as his childhood growing up, Christian Slater. I mean, it was really, but some of the episodes in between just were like, uh, like you're losing me on some of the revolution stuff and it's, it's starting to become a little tedious. So I'm excited that they have an out. They have 12 episodes to tell that out the way they want to tell it. I'm hoping that it just goes out on a, you know, on a powerful note. And, and what we'll end up with at the end is a really solid four season unique show. Yeah. Four seasons, a singular experience. I, I, I'm always encouraged by these when, when there's, when a show approaches uh, the end and it knows it like, okay, we have two seasons we're doing two more seasons to to close this out so they know their window right uh and if the creative team is on their on their uh on the money with that they uh tell a a good story and close it out it happened i feel it happened with the americans the americans knew okay we have this season and we have one more after this so here's how we're gonna we're we we know what our wrap-up is gonna be and i i thought that final season was was tremendous and that final episode the the actual series finale of the americans was still one of the most intense uh episodes of television i've ever sat through um so i i feel like now that now that they know what the end game is they can produce something good where lost just made it up as it went right. along and they're like well we're ending and uh, yeah, let's and- just fucking wrap it up and the the place that they say they're going to explore in the upcoming season of mr robot um they laid the groundwork for uh last season already so there oh, isn't okay. going to be out of the 12 episodes it's not going to be three or four episodes of build up and then a handful of episodes to deal with the after effects of that. Right. I suspect we're going to get the main catalyst in the very first episode of the season. And it's just going to be um, <clears throat> development and course correction. And I don't mean course correction in terms of show development. I mean course correction in terms of what Elliot – I'm trying not to spoil it for people right. who watch it. But course correction in terms of what Elliot well, how his life's did gonna pan out, yeah. and how his life is going to either correct itself or crash and burn even further than it already is. Gotcha. Um, and I look forward to – I look forward to what I hope is a good solid 12-episode season um, in 2019. So we'll see where that goes. Um, like I said with that, I think uh, Big Kev. Yes, sir. Uh, we could probably take our first break, Yeah. And with that, OG, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 511. Was it Making Bacon? Making Bacon. Is that what we went with? Yes. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's E-Rock from the Opie and Anthony show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and you're listening to Game Stuff. <laughs> Ahoy hoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. After a rocky start with the launch of Destiny, developer Bungie slowly built a game that was fun, customizable, and the best MMORPG-like experience. Then they followed that up with Destiny 2, which ignored all the improvements and set the game back further into a slow, bland disappointment of a sequel. 
But slowly, over the course of the year, Bungie has rebuilt a game that is fun, more customizable, and hopefully even better of an MMORPG-like experience with the new Destiny 2 DLC, Forsaken. For $40, the new expansion adds new story missions, a new raid, a new PvP-slash-PvE mode called Gambit, along with new weapons, new supers, new areas to explore, and a lot more. So hopefully it's good, because not only am I looking forward to it, but this game has a lot riding on it. How many second chances do you get? Get ready because the grind is back with Destiny 2 Forsaken, out now on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. In addition, Destiny 2 is the game of the month for PlayStation Plus members, so of course, the first hit is free. The only thing that could pull me away from Destiny 2 is Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, which is set for release this Friday. Admittedly, I don't have much to say as I knew I would be buying this game, so I stayed pretty dark on any details. It's Spider-Man, in an open-world city, and not done for a movie meaning there's no restrictions on plot or villains that you may face, which hampers most licensed games. From everything I've seen, the game looks amazing. Oh, I get it. And while there's a bit of noise with some reflective watery puddles that seem to be toned down in the final version, this doesn't seem to be a Watchdog style, holy shit, it's a different game type thing. Although, I'm recording this before the reviews go live, so I can't wait for this clip to spider bite me in the ass. I hope the haters are wrong when Spider-Man is released for $60 on PlayStation 4 this Friday. <laughs> Speed round! Spelunky 2 was shown off, and the game looks good. Much like the original, but with multiple routes through the levels and multiplayer. But still no release date other than the 2019 window. Streets of Rage 4 is real, and it's gonna happen. The sequel to the Sega Genesis series I never thought we'd get. While no release date was given, the game looked pretty far along. Battlefield 5 has been delayed from October 19th to November 20th. Most likely due to poor pre-order numbers because the game is so close to Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah! What are you thinking? Meanwhile, the open beta for Battlefield 5 is going on right now. The Resident Evil-like samurai game from the PlayStation 2 era is finally getting some respect. Onimusha Remastered is being released on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on January 15th of 2019. And beyond running at a higher resolution, there's an option for different controls, which is very important because the original were tank controls, where up was always forward. A very frustrating decision. And finally, without a release date noted, The Binding of Isaac is getting one more expansion titled Repentance. Hopefully this year, but I can wait as long as they'd like. This is Coke Logic signing off for GameStuff. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Our Waddle Space. I asked you before if you'd let me uh, let me fire spin for the second half in here, and, I, I, and he totally shut me down. Look, look if you ever want to fire spin live on the show, we're going to do it live from studio out the fuck side. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so, uh, yeah, not out the fuck side. Not, not going to happen in this in this small shoebox. Oh, you got a fan. It'll keep the keep the flames down. Yeah, it's, it's, sure. fine. it's fine. It's sure. fine. I'm a professional, sir. Vader will catch on fire. I might catch on fire. It'll be exciting. Everything will catch on fire. Everything That's part of the fun. Listen, 
It's not like nothing's ever caught on fire in one of the studios, OG. Hey, listen, that was that was a Christmas party long, long time ago. Oh, poor Rob Zombie. <laughs> anyway, here we are anyway. back with uh, this episode of Big Cubs Geek Stuff, episode 511. We're calling this one uh, Making Bacon, unless you're one of the rare people who did not comprehend the joke, and then it's faking bacon. But for the purpose... <laughs> Uh, of the show. Oh, this is making me want bacon. I, 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 stop. I, I want bacon too. Oh. I want Taylor ham. Oh, I just, I want, on. I want pork uh. product. Yeah. Really is, is really what this comes down to. Um, but you yes, want, you we, want Taylor ham, not pork roll. No, because, cause I'm from New Jersey. No. Yeah. I, I that was a joke. Oh. Sir. I want, I want, I want a Taylor ham, egg and cheese on a bagel. Tech. Right. And then, and then for second Z's, I want just a buttered roll. Coffee black. That's a good cap. A yeah. buttered roll. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When was the last time you ate a buttered roll? I'll tell you the last time I ate a buttered roll. And one of the only places I know I could still get just a buttered roll, which is that little tiny deli right across the street from Geek Flea. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that guy, that deli, that guy is open when he wants to be. People don't that's do buttered right. rolls anymore. Is that what they? I, I haven't seen them. I haven't Whenever seen them in a while. After you go into any deli that's, that's got that's rolls that and say, "Put some so butter good. on it," and you know you've what? got a buttered but roll. You know what? The, the honest to god truth is, I haven't been in a legitimate standalone deli in a long oh. time. They, well, then that's they, that's your they, problem. They, yeah, but they tend to not last long, unfortunately. Yeah. At least in this uh, area. But I, I, sh- I mean, I mean, you got to be able to get buttered rolls. I mean, you can make a buttered roll. It's not. It's not hard. I lived off of buttered rolls. Buttered rolls are the shit. When I worked at the English Town Auction. You know, oh my. if you could figure out a way to ship it over, I I would kill for some Kailua pork from your neck of the woods, Kev, because my God. Oh, yeah. I had that oh. all the time, actually. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he just had Kailua to scrape it out of the axle. And, and some, some rice. <laughs> Fantastic. hit the pig, OG. I know you didn't hit the pig, but the story is much funnier if you hit the pig and I continue to make pork jokes. I, uh, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, we are back. <laughs> um, we had a great game stuff during the break there. Thank you again for Coke Logic. I am super excited for Spider-Man coming this coming I can't Friday imagine why you would have any kind of anticipation for such I mean such a, a game, sir. This is well, I'm clearly not a real Spider-Man fan. We learned that a couple of weeks ago. We did go died. But uh I am <laughs> But I'm a fake Spider-Man fan. But Get no, go. I've been this is my game. This is the game that I've been looking forward to most. This year, yeah, it looks spe- It looks great. It looks. Spe- it looks great. Amazing. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. It looks web of. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> oh my god! Is that where you were going? That's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm really looking forward. <laughs> it to looks this game. superior. Oh <laughs> no, we don't acknowledge superior. Um, it doesn't look ultimate. Uh, anyway, so before I get yelled at, uh, I'm spider Gwenny. No. Oh boy. Uh, so yes, I am really looking forward to this game. It comes out this Friday. Early reviews seem to be pretty positive. Um, all the, all the major websites. I'm going to wait for the and friends DLC. There you go. There you go. Uh, and look, as long as there's spider ham somewhere in there, <laughs> uh, I'm down. It really does look my, tremendous. Though. Regrettably, uh, my blinders are already on, so I cannot. Uh, confirm the existence of any other video games until sometime in late <laughs> October. Yeah. Right. For for your Red Dead Redemption. But yeah, so yes. um so yes, thank you to Coke Logic for um that game stuff. Let's hit a couple of news stories, then we have a quick product review, and then uh we can GTFO for this uh for this week. Sounds good. Uh Warner Brothers is developing uh this is Warner Brothers, right? Uh, yes, they are Warner. Yes. Yeah, Warner. Bro- I was going to say they still own the rights to this, right? Yep. Uh, Warner Brothers is developing um, a new movie featuring Wiley e. Coyote. Coyote versus Acme is the film. The premise of the film is Coyote is no longer going after the Roadrunner. He's going after Acme for years of selling him shit product. <laughs> I, I, I mean, concept wise, I think it sounds kind of funny. That's pretty brilliant. Um, my concern is. How do you stretch that out into a full-length movie without it becoming too repetitive? I, I'm fairly certain there will somehow be a Roadrunner at least involved sh- in this. I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But look, I I, I like Acme class action lawsuit. <laughs> exactly the motion picture. I like uh, I like. I like Looney Tunes. I like Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner. Um, the concept doesn't sound like complete garbage to no. me. So and this, I'm okay with this it. writing team has a good uh, a good comedy pedigree with uh, being former writers for Always Sunny in Philadelphia, by the way. Right. So uh, which premiered its 13th season uh, just this 13. past week? By 13 seasons for that, <sighs> and uh, and and hilariously so. I, I don't. I, do you, I forget if I asked you. Do you follow It's Always Sunny or no? Uh, you, you do not. No. I mean, I've never seen I, it either. I, I've heard. It's, it's um, great. But... I have seen a ton of episodes of It's Always Sunny. Right. I've watched a bunch on Netflix. I've watched a bunch when they have like marathons, right. but I don't like religiously well, okay. follow It's Always okay. Sunny. It's um what, for, for those of you that follow uh, it's it's a I thought it was a really good premiere and uh the the gimmick for this season now it, Rob McElhenney has has undergone transformation after transformation with this show. Uh he notoriously did Fat Mac one season where he he legit yes. Ate like a gavon and gained sixty plus pounds to be Fat Mac for a whole season for no other reason than this will be funny. This will be funny if I did this. I'm going to do this, yeah. and they're like, "Well, okay, right. we'll make a thing of it." And it was hilarious. It's a, it was a really good season. This year, he is now ripped Mac, and Mac has always pre- like pretended to be ripped. Yeah, but he no joke. He is ripped right off the cover of a men's fitness magazine when he he unveiled it. In uh, in the show on the on the on the uh, premiere episode, I swear to God, I thought it was fake. Yeah, I thought it was legit fake. So now he's ripped Mac for this season, and it's already hilarious the way they approach it. I won't spoil that particular joke, but uh, yeah, it was a good premiere. Good premiere. Good. Good. Uh, we have a, we have a guest in studio, oh, buddy. I gotta point uh, the camera that way because that's absolutely adorable. Uh, what just happened there? Look at this thing, Jules. Oh, uh, no, he left. Jules is out. Yeah, Jules. Jules just came in the studio to to check out the he show. Just saddled up to OG's feet there, <clears throat> adorably. He's my pal. That that Jules. Um, Matt Smith has been cast in a key role in Star Wars Episode Nine. Nice. Um, I like I like Matt Smith. Of course, this yes, is on he'll the. He'll be uh, portraying Lando Calrissian. I uh, know. No, no, that's Scarlett Johansson. That's right. Uh, oh. Uh, this, of course, is right on the heels of the casting announcement last week that Dominic Monaghan was also joining the cast of the film. Um, we don't know what role Matt Smith is going to be play- playing, which is not a surprise because everything Star Wars has always played very close to the best. Yep. Um, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. That's just how Star Wars does it. They play it close to the best. And, and he- um, here's where it's already gone off the rails with him, by the yeah. way, because there is already speculation that he is Thrawn. No, that makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But, no sense. but the speculators and the headcanoners are like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to be Thrawn. Because you know, they introduced the whole time travel thing. He's going to be Thrawn, future Thrawn, like through time travel. And they're going to unveil him for uh, for the, the next film. When did they introduce time I, travel? I think he'd be a good Thrawn. They're, they're, he'd be a great Thrawn, but not in that. I don't think that's not what, at that, in that year of, uh, of, the, of canon. Um, no, but yeah, like uh, the whole concept of, of moving through time with oh. where Ezra goes and Rebels and all that. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and there's theory that Thrawn and Ezra both, you know, th- their fate is somewhere in that little time no. I, s- spinny world I think there. Ezra and Thrawn are, are firmly locked in a future animated series. Oh, yeah. Is, is where I think. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. But there's already speculation that he's Thrawn and get ready to be disappointed. Yeah, of course. Right. Have, right. Uh, have they announced what Billy Boyd will be playing? Yet? No, no, <laughs> no, they, they have not. He's uh, it's it's the two of them are going to the the two uh, him and Dominic Monaghan they're going to be uh some sort of uh, stage uh, farm hands they're going to be farm hands the yes. two of them together <laughs> uh, they're going to be they're going to be uh, tending to uh, intergalactic ponies is is what I'm uh, led it's to not believe. a pony <laughs> but uh, look I like Matt Smith um I I'm you know I'm still a Star Wars fan I'm not like some people who gave up on it after the last film so I am uh, interested to see where that goes yeah. Doctor Swoopy Hair and uh, mm. is now in the uh, in the in the galaxy. There you go. I'm for it. Uh, Alex Hirsch has signed an animation development deal with the folks over at um, Netflix. For those of you who don't know, Alex Hirsch is the uh, creative genius behind Gravity Falls. Um, good friends with um, with Justin Roiland. Um, uh, he's a he's a clever writer. He's a smart writer. He has a real love for animation. Um, after after what I hear, although I have not yet watched, so I cannot confirm, and I do not have my own opinion. But after from what I've heard, the significant disappointment that Disenchantment was. Um, Holy 
Oh, we haven't talked about that yet, have uh, we? We uh, haven't because I haven't watched it. Me neither. Um, wow. But um, but it was not well received. It's 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 no, it's, it's yeah. garbage. Yeah, um, it's that's really shame. bad. But I am interested in seeing Netflix continue to develop their animated repertoire. They have a couple of other shows that they did. Right, they did. Um, they did Bill Burr's animated show. Wasn't that Netflix also? Yes. And yes. Uh, there was another Voltron. Was, yes, Voltron was theirs. Um, mm-hmm. which I'm so far behind on listeners. I know, I know some of you are going to ask, I, I don't have an opinion cause I'm behind. So I'm not answering your questions when you pose them to me. Cause I don't have an answer cause I'm behind. I'll catch up. I promise <laughs> the um, end, the end. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see what Alex Hirsch does. No, no word, um, as to what he is going to do yet. Secretly. I hope that he brings gravity falls back. Even just for a film, for like a special. So, because right. you know, the show the show ends with um, Mabel and Dipper leaving Gravity Falls at the end of summer. They go back home and blah blah blah. But it's it's very open ended. They could easily come back for winter break or right. next summer or whatever it might be. Um, and I think that show still had some longevity when it left. I think he wanted to go out on top and he had told the story he wanted to tell and he right. didn't want to drag it out. And kudos to that because it is the perfect package wrapped up in a bow and you can enjoy it whenever it's timeless. That said, I personally am not done with the characters and I would like to see them revisited. And maybe this is his opportunity to do that since yeah. he has a little bit of creative, uh, whatever the hell he wants over there. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, I gee, still I just, know absolutely nothing about Gravity Falls. I want to interject. I don't know that we mentioned uh, Build R two D two. Oh, we forgot. I, I am. I. I am. I am sorry. I apologize for that. Yes, of course. During the break, there we had. Um, a word from our sponsor, Build R2D2. That's buildr2d2.com. With all of the fancy lights and sounds, electronic electronic components, app enabled, uh, and as a projector, it moves. Um, it's an amazing piece for any Star Wars collector, for any astromech collector. Um, it's an awesome sc- subscription service. It's a great model to get a high-end collectible at a reasonable price. Um, and allows you to kind of get your creative juices flowing because you're building yeah. piece by piece. And uh, if you're interested, you can go over to buildr2d2.com or you can give them a call. Yep, that's uh, 877-544-6779. So, uh, yes, my apologies. I, I, I forgot about that coming back out of the break. I was too busy thinking about uh, pork. But but, <laughs> but there it is. I blame PK. There, there it is. Um, one last bit of product I have before we wrap up tonight's show, and I'll, I promise I will keep it uh, quick. Um, this uh, I just got in the mail just a few days ago. The first in the J. Scott Campbell um, fairy tale fantasy statue pieces by Sideshow Collectibles. This is the Little Mermaid piece. Um, this is the Sideshow version of the piece. There is also a retail version of the piece with a different uh, hair color. And a slightly different color scheme. Okay. Um, but it features, um, you know, his take on the Little Mermaid. Now, this but, looks like, am I seeing correctly? She looks like red hair for on that, uh, on the package there. She is, yes. So, there is, now, is this, this is his take on the Little Mermaid of the literary lore? Or is he just taking a spin on Disney's Ariel? So, for the most part, when he did, the, when he did the fairy tale fantasy series of calendars and prints and art and stuff like that, they were all sort of takes on the Disney classic versions of gotcha. those characters. With the exception of when he strayed outside of the Disney sandbox like right. at one point in time he did um he did dorothy and alphaba right. for example right so he's straight out of the disney sandbox and he kind of just interpreted those characters in his style but like snow white bell alice tinkerbell and hook peter pan um Ariel, they were all very Disney inspired, and gotcha. Campbell is a Disney inspired guy. I mean, right. it's, his his artwork has never shied away from that um, sort of inspiration. I would think he would tell you he's he's a pretty Disney inspired dude. Um, I've been a fan of his artwork forever. I have all the fairy tale fantasy calendars that he's put out. Um, when they announced the statue line, I was pretty excited to get them. Um, so I do have uh, the Ariel piece. It's a beautiful statue. Um, it is still available over at Sideshow um, dot com. Uh, was original sideshow toy sideshow toy.com I, I apologize it was a limited edition statue it was 200 pieces um but 
uh, that have just a handful left. It's got that limited quantity warning. Uh, it's down to the wire there, and yeah. I actually got oh, an yeah. email from them two days ago saying, hey, if you haven't snagged it or if you want another one, limited quantities, any, grab yours Any now. minute now, that's yeah. history, yeah. So I suspect it's going to go. But if you do want to try to get it, you could still get it. You can still use the payment plan. So the way Sideshow works, they have the flex payment plan. Even if the product has already been released, you could still use the maximum number of payments. They kind of just hold it in the warehouse until you've paid it off. Yeah, um, which is a great feature because – with the with the high end of high end collectibles going ever more high end, those payment plans are really important. So, Good God, yeah. um, I think at this point they are down to I think maybe just two or three minimum payments in order to get the statue. The statue did retail for three hundred dollars, um, but you know, I mean, that's that's about in line for a side so statue in this scale, um, in this scale and size. It's got a very detailed base. Um, yeah, o- so- OG. Yes. May I also put in a word for the wait list? Yes. So it has not hit wait list yet because. Oh, no, not- I know that. Yeah, because it is not actually sold out yet. But um, once it does sell out, you can join their wait list. Um, there are several times throughout the years where I have joined a sideshow wait list and have been fortunate enough to actually get the product. Something becomes I, available. I, that I does just happen. got one. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yep. So um, it does it does work out in your favor. You should not shy away from the wait list if there's something that you really want. Yeah. Um, I just got the Hot Toys Yoda from Empire Strikes Back. Uh the the really excellent one. Nice. Uh, I, I wait listed it way after it was sold out too. By the way. Yeah. Um. And I just just because I was like, oh man, I really want to get that. I'm gonna throw my name on the wait list. I know it's been forever, but you know, it's always a shot in the dark. And sure enough, it came through. That's awesome. And I was, yeah, I was flabbergasted and happy about that. That's. That's, I mean, that's awesome. We like to hear those yeah. kinds of stories. So check out SideshowToy.com. Check out the Fairytale Fantasies uh, series of statues. They have announced three now. It's Little Mermaid. Um, Tinkerbell is the second one, which is probably the one I'm most excited for. Um, and then Alice in Wonderland. I really want them to put out a complimentary Captain Hook piece to go with Tink because his print, the original Tink print that he did of Tink standing on Hook's ship with Hook looking through the porthole of the ship is right. still one of my favorite pieces by him, like ever, 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 ever. So <laughs> I would love for them to put out a companion piece at some point in time. And uh, I said that online somewhere and they were like, oh, they only do his hot women and they never do his male characters. And it was funny because I was reading that tweet sitting in studio uh og looking at the j scott campbell spider-man statue yeah, there it is on my shelf because they never do his male characters so sideshow please put out hook that would make me happy That'd be nice um but with that we uh one more quick nod yeah, yeah uh, go for it. We, we it certainly didn't need our help because uh, it was funded almost instantly but uh but our buddy mr parks uh fabulous game designer and uh the uh, the team behind dungeon alliance which we raved about uh quick just quick exotic games and uh, Quixotic Games, yes, thank you. They uh, just uh, successfully funded, and the uh, campaign just ended for uh, an expansion already for the uh, Dungeon Alliance uh, original game. I've uh, picked that up myself and looking forward to getting that. But it's uh, some uh, expansions of, of characters. It introduces an, an element that has a more... Uh, story-driven, uh, seemingly role-play sort of element and, uh, and character building. Uh, they've also uh, expanded to uh, create these play mats that uh, make life a little bit more easy nice. for setting up your, uh, your game board, which uh, yes. is uh, unfortunately the design of the original game. Uh, it has a tendency to, uh, to shift if you have some overzealous players. We've discovered that <laughs> by mistake a couple times. So the new play mat, I think, kind of solidifies your, your play space a little bit more. Uh, I'm, I think I'm looking most forward to getting those play mats to help, uh, help the game along. But the, uh, the expansions seem really intriguing, too, and uh, should be coming along by the end of this year. Now the uh, yep. Kickstarter's been funded. I was watching um, a YouTube video. I know we got to get out of here, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's driving that. So if you want to kick off the music, you can. I'm just going to say this real quick. Oh, I was like watching a uh, video boom, online boom, 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 that was a review boom, boom. of the Paizo Pathfinder battle mats. Uh, okay. That yes. they have out. Um, yeah. And those are dry erase mats as well. Yes. And someone was complaining about the mats tend to slide on a surface. And so what they did was they used a hot glue gun, mostly cooled hot glue. So they let the hot glue gun come up to temperature. Right. Right. And then let it start to cool down and just put 
a couple of small dots of hot glue oh, yeah. on each corner. And that won't budge. And it, 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 they didn't glue it to the table. No, nope. but it, it would prevent it a non-slip surface you, for the mat. You're ba- it's, it's, right. it's putting rubber feet on the bottom. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and because those mats idea. are reversible, you don't want to put anything permanent on there. Right. You want something that's easily removable. So the hot glue right. was a pretty easy uh, solution to that. So Smart. just saying, if you have one of those mats and you need that, uh, I just saw that tip and I thought it was kind of cool. Beautiful. Um, I guess with that being said don't forget you can check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com you can find us on facebook facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff one of the most important links that we like to throw out there each and every week is patreon.com patreon.com thank you backslash bkgeekstuff please support the show it really helps us out it keeps us going it helps us get to new york comic-con and all sorts of other good things um, on Man, social, I gotta get tickets. Yeah, yeah. On social media, I am uh, Geek Stuff OG across all of the platforms. I am Big Kev GS on Xbox One that I'm trying to come back on before Red Dead comes out, and BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. And I am K Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on the PlayStation Network as Flick Dude. Nice. Flick Dude. And that is uh, that is. I can see you shaking your head, PK. (laughs) So with that, Big Kev, with that OG and PK and the rest of the alphabet, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode five hundred and eleven, the one we called Making Bacon. The way we end some episodes by saying, "Troll the respawn, Jeremy." And on that note, we cue the music. I was sent from planet Gyron to conquer the Earth. I had a terrific plan. I thought it would work. Tried to get the Earthlings all to kill each other, you see. But it all went wrong and now I must decree. You are worthless, Alec Bowen. You are worthless, Alec Bowen. You failed in every way and now my stock in you has fallen. Your career is dying and you're worthless, Alec Bowen. That's why I blew your head off and your children are all boring. Planet Giron is inhabited with Zypods like me. But also with Balmax who are giant beasts. The Zypods and the Balmax are at constant war. So we wanted a new home, and that's what Earth was for. But you are worthless, Alec Bowen. You are worthless, Alec Bowen. You fucked up my whole plan, and now Giron is smeared with Bowmac Powen. Your garbage needs some hoeing, and you're worthless, Alec Bowen. Now I must return home a failure. I'm afraid the pit of Cry Rock is calling.